0: So I wouldn't use the word weird, but I was told um, in a sick way it was actually a fun game tonight. It is. That's fun
1: hockey as long as nobody gets hurt. Unfortunately for James Reimer, through no fault of anybody but himself, really, right? I mean, there was no contact with an opposition player. That looked bad. Yeah. Didn't, it? Didn't yeah. it look like that's, a, that's a, a pulled or torn muscle that could, or ligament or something that will not be ready for the next game. It looked like, to me, it looked
0: like a groin, and then yep. the, uh, I will, it also, uh, because I was in the Panthers locker room for a brief minute after the game, and Reimer was actually in the suit already, talking to, um, the, uh, the backup came in, and, and fill in for him. Harry and, and the, um, and Reimer, the fact Reimer was not, didn't have anything wrapped or didn't have, the fact he was in a full suit and looked dressed normal tells me it was a muscle of some sort because that's the type of thing where if it was a knee, if it was a ligament or something like that, you're probably, you're maybe, A, you're probably not at the rink. Right. And B, you're probably got something wrapped up or, Stabilize or stabilized or stabilized something like that. So I'm assuming it's a... Um, I Actually got asked if I was a doctor walking down to the locker room. It was kind of funny because <laughs> the, uh, the Panthers uh, team trainer was—they were—they needed a—they needed a doctor to just stitch somebody up, and so I walked over and they said, oh, "Are you the doctor?" And I'm actually not the doctor. It's a good thing you didn't pretend. To pretend. I, yes, and so um, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I was assumed to be one today. And That's not I, the strangest <laughs> thing that to happened tonight. That is not the strangest thing that happened tonight. So, um, roughly three and a half minutes into the game tonight. Reimer has
1: the basically. Do you want muscle. the exact number? I wrote it down. 348. So 348, sorry. when 3-48. the game stopped for yeah. the first of six fights. First of six fights. Um,
0: a fight that Florida's initial reaction was
1: that Antoine Roussel hurt James Reimer. And they probably thought he speared, slashed, yeah. kicked, cross checked, something. Yeah. He was standing right in front of him, but.
0: But no contact whatsoever. He didn't touch him. Um, and it leads to a fight between Yandel and Antoine Roussel, and Antoine Roussel ragdolls Yandel. It's a mismatch. Mismatch. Yes. But,
1: you know, yes.
0: And that kind of sets off a, uh... Boy,
1: well, they were mad, Yes. They? It's like
0: stepping, like kicking a bee's nest. Mm-hmm. You have Radic Fox who had three career fights coming into tonight, gets into two. <laughs> um, the fly, the, uh, and flyers think
1: we're talking about fights, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the word well, flyers jumps into my head. Scott Burnside yeah. starts the post game press conference oh, yeah. with Hitch asking about the 70s flyers. Yes, um,
0: you have Raddick Fox, he gets into two fights, he's only been in three in his entire career before tonight. Um, maybe the Panthers were a bit dyslexic and saw 21 thinking he was 12, or who knows? Got angry with angry. Uh, that line. Then, Pitlick didn't
1: have to fight, no, but everybody, did. the other two did.
0: Pitlick didn't have to fight, and then uh, the fourth fight of that period, Petrovic's actually trying to go after Roussel, um, and Dylan Hetherington instead steps in and fights him. Uh, on that same stoppage. On that same stoppage, and therefore it's a game of misconduct. Hetherington and Petrovic both get tossed from the game. Tough way for
1: Hetherington to close out his first ever game at the American Airlines Center, uh, a, a, a official NHL game at least, it's not a training, you know, Pacers yeah. game. To do so, and get what five shifts, six shifts tonight actually for him Six, six shifts, yeah. about three and a half minutes of ice time, and uh, fifteen minutes of penalties. Tough. And thanks very much. Tough shift, but
0: tough. But uh, it's funny. So I was talking to a scout from a Western Conference team uh, during the first intermission, and they said, and this is a uh, someone who his playing career is not uh, not retired as in the la- recently retired and. They've played. Let me put this. Let me phrase this. They've played where they've been able to play for a coach that that coached under Hitch, okay. so they know Hitch hockey and everything like that. They've 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 their junior coach played. Co- uh, their junior coach uh, was under Hitch's tree, and so they know the style. They know the style. And I talked to them during the first intermission, and they said to me, "They said, you know what? Hitch is going to love that fight. He's in the lineup for the next five games, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah,
1: because so, it was. Yeah, I mean, look, there's." Uh, I even tweeted something about that. I mean, I didn't use the word brownie points. I think I said teammate respect slash bonus points, but essentially that's what you get. Like th- that move by Hetherington is a uh, is a teammate win- winning over your teammates type of move. And this is already a guy
0: who, I mean, the biggest storyline that's been pushed to buy him by the team and the coaching staff is he is he's great a teammate. Ult- he's the Ultimate, ultimate teammate, teammate yeah. guy. The team so, first player. So. um...
1: Clearly on display tonight.
0: Yeah. So stars actually get out of the first period with a one nothing lead. Devin Shore scores on the power play. Uh, John Klingberg with the primary assist. Um, real- Why not? He's yeah. always getting his Yes. Yeah. I thought that was a real big goal actually because I think that's something where, um, and I know. Hitch talked a lot about them being up three-one and the goal that made it four-one being the big goal. For me, that goal, that one-nothing goal, was really big because Florida's fighting and they're trying to and they're trying to kick them in the mouth basically. And your goalie's out. And if you come out of that first period zero-zero, you're still fired up. I, I thought that goal was really big actually for Dallas going sure. to the second period.
1: Well, yeah. And
0: that goal was big. Then they go into the second period and. Um, you start to, he starts to build a lead actually, and it's
1: well. I mean, look at what the its the big guns, yeah. right? Klingberg sets up the first one because on the power play he puts the puck on a, on a shot in a place that gets through the, block, the shot block lanes and a place where Short can get a tip on it. Actually, Devin first power play goal of the season, which is amazing because he was a staple on the top power play early in the year. Yes, had some assists from it, but not no goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in the second, it's. Ben and Radulov. Yep. Right. The first one was, it was a play where it, it, I, I remember vividly as Radulov comes down to the near side, the defender's right on him. There's no room, and you're thinking the only option he has here is to dump it down into the corner and work the cycle. And he, at the last second, on his backhand, instead throws it to the front of the net. And I don't know if he saw Jamie Ben or not. not I give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, whatever he saw, the Panthers' defense did see, and they did Sir not throw Because all. he was yeah. thinking to cover the back post. Yeah. Wrong-footed, Ben scores on a backhander, beautiful tic-tac play, and then Michael Haley, mm-hmm. who played a rather integral part in this one, fought Foxa. I thought he outclassed Foxa in that. Let's be fair though. He fought him in the first period. The first yeah. fight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be fair, though. Michael Haley is a tough guy. Mm-hmm. That's part of his game. Fox had, had three in his career last yeah. year. One of them against Frank Fiddler. Yep. And uh, so then he comes out in the second period, takes a penalty, which gives the Stars a power play, and Trocek gets called for tripping on Klingberg. That's Nast- a dangerous moment when you watch Klingberg crash into the airport. Yes, boards. Yes. I don't think Trocek was doing it intentionally. It looked like a stick under the skate, right? Mm-hmm. But, boy... When you you're one of your all star players, right? The highest scoring defense in the league goes uh, you know, sideways into yes. the boards. catch your breath for a minute. Yeah. And then so the stars are on the power play, they get a five on three, and it was Klingberg to Sagan to Spezza to Rajilov, slam dunk. What a passing season. Yes, that was that was a pretty goal. And it wasn't even it probably may not
0: have even been the prettiest goal of the game. Their Klingberg's assist later in the game to Yanmark Yeah, that was, I'll give you that. But that it was 3 0 at that yes. point.
1: And then the big save. Yes. On the rush, it was Connor Brickley is open, gets a great pass, fires it, looks like it could been a goal could have been a goal. And Ben Bishop comes up with the blocker save, which to me that which then is followed by Yanmark's goal mm-hmm. right after the it's end three, of the three, It's three-one at this point. It would have been three-two. Yes, and it was less. It came in about two and a half minutes into the, second, the third period. Yep. So you have the whole period pretty much, mm-hmm. and a one-goal game. And he, I mean, that was just to me that that save and the Yanmark goal was the that was what ended Florida's chances of winning the game.
0: It effectively ended Florida's chance of winning the game, and then it was just. Exclamation point with Radulov scoring on the breakaway, um, and then Pitlick getting the sixth goal. Great pass by Roussel. Oh, yeah, very great, very and nice. And great play. to
1: see Roussel get a point in a game where he was target number one mm-hmm. from the opposition, and he handled it really well. And then what a play! I mean, he just he just worked so hard, got into the corner, stops, fires it out in front, and Pitlick scores. It, six one, six one. it, it it's, it's something funny. If, if you looked at, if I
0: just gave you the total penalty minute numbers and told you about that there's the misconducts and guys getting ejected, you would have guaranteed, like from the outside, you would have guaranteed there's no way Antoine Roussel made it to the
1: end of that game. Right. Or <laughs> or somehow yeah. only managed, To
0: what, not get a 10 at five? Yeah. yeah. Just th-
1: have five penalty minutes, nothing else? Yes.
0: To, to think that he only would have ended up with without
1: a 10-minute misconduct at some point or something like that. And such, there were guys that were thrown out of the game. Three, yeah. in fact. Yes. Haley was one of them because what we didn't mention was after the Stars scored the five on three, he's back out on his next shift mm-hmm. and Jason Dickinson takes a penalty mm-hmm. who took two tonight in the offensive zone, but he's, he's trying to play with an edge, Yeah. but you got to clean that up. Mm-hmm. On that play, the Panthers, Sean, were kind of calming down yeah. in the second period after that crazy first, and then they did not like that hit on Yand- uh, by Dickinson on Yandel. No. Penalty was called, but they were still mad. And Ekblad came over, and Pattern gave a little bit of a shove because he's trying to stick up for Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Michael Haley, and he's tr- he tries to get Pattern to fight. And Pattern, like swatting a flyaway, just turns like his back and skates. I'm not interested in you at all, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then... I don't know if there was something said or if it was just the gesturing that it looked like Haley was flexing at him or right? Yeah. he was gesticulating in some way but I mean and his, he got tossed immediately after that
0: and there was history too where the refs saw earlier in the game where Haley basically after he fought Fox at the first from the first period and Russell's in the box he basically tells Haley either you're next or Haley says this to Russell Yeah, to so Russell in the box is something like, along like either you're next or he says something to Russell um, my inadequate liberating skills said you're next but it you? kind of looked like it was a threat yeah my, I mean, my first reaction I'm coming for you yeah something along basically something where it's it was in if use the word inciting he was he was inciting future
1: uh events. Well, he got, a, he got the instigator penalty yes. in the first period, so that ended in his first period. They got him out of the game for a while, and then it didn't last much longer in the second period. 39 penalty minutes tonight for and six, Lay- six shifts. Same amount of shifts as Dylan Heatherington, yeah. who only got 15 minutes of penalties. So, yeah. again, something for the youngsters to try for, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, no, that was a... You know what? I think the officials decided very quickly that, that with... Michael Haley tonight, he was out to try to do something to get his team going, or get some retribution, and he already got an instigator once, and I don't. I think they just they didn't want to lose control of the game. No, they didn't. And so, the game ends up getting to 6-1, and then kind of those... Uh... Oh, by the way, after Yanmark scores, Bishop stops Vincent Trocek on a breakaway, another blocker save, and those two saves, again, it would have been 4-2 at that point, but... Those were two top drawer stops. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I thought Bishop was...
0: Tonight was not an easy game. Tonight's the type of game that I think a goalie like Ben Bishop thrives in. Because it was the type of game where... It is weird. And Ken Hitchcock may disagree with me, but it is weird. It's a long first period. It's stalling. It's it, There's there's a lot of... Long delays of, between long, chances There's long, Yeah,
1: long delays between chances, long delays in the How game. How this weird statistically? The Stars had, in the first period, they had the, the one goal. They outshot Florida. They had the same number of quality chances, and Florida had more shot attempts. Then in the second period, the Stars are winning in the chance battle... On my count, they are out shooting them and they're getting trounced in the attempts category because Florida missing a ton of shots. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was a weird game, right? So Bishop has to be able to cover all of those attempts, yet he's not feeling those pucks because they're missing the net. Yeah. And he was, I thought it was a game for him. It was a game for him where he.
0: Mentally, was strong. And Hinch used the word "quiet" in his stance, which is good.
1: And yep. Which is, which I think, was a good analogy for it. He was, he was, he was very good. well remember, um, in recent games, where there were starting to be some criticism of that, the he the Bishop letting in a soft goal in the third period. Uh-huh. St. Louis was one that comes to mind, or Columbus. Yes. Where you say, "Geez, these are ones that shouldn't be going in," and he's been so good, and then this was sort of a bit of a hiccup. He didn't do that tonight, and neither of those. The two saves that you made, neither one of them considered soft. Correct. There are two really good scoring chances, but I mean, that's the timely stuff that you need from your goalie, specifically in a game like that where it seems like you have the upper hand, but it's a delicate balance of we have the lead, but hey, I mean, if, if Brickley scores on that and makes it three to two, it's a completely different third period. Yeah.
0: And then that third period ends if you want to put a physical exclamation point on the way the game started. Yep. You have. Uh, Brett Ritchie and Steven Johns end up finishing the game in the locker room because they have fights in the final three minutes. Um, Brett Ritchie ends up sidingly uh, winning his fight, even getting a nice getting a nice extra shot in there Benchie at the Potter end. Against Brickley. Yeah, against Brickley at the end where Brickley basically takes a run at Ritchie and then they fight. And uh, That's a size advantage Yeah. For the stars forward. So and Ritchie wins that fight and then uh, Johns ends up kind of put an exclamation point on the night for the theme of the night I guess where it
1: was shortly thereafter, yeah. right out of the, the Ritchie fight. It was and about a minute later, yeah. yeah. Uh it might be a little less than that. Yeah. I think it might have been about thirty or forty seconds. And the reason why I bring that up is because after that fight there was a face off and there was a, it was sort of a delay of cleaning up the ice and getting those guys off to the locker rooms. And he started wondering mm-hmm. who is Bob Hoogner gonna send out? Mm-hmm. What are they going to try to do? Are they going to just put out, you know, their next line and usher this one? It was 6-1. to one. Mm-hmm. There was less than three minutes to go in the game. Are they done with this? Or are they going to send out their heavies and are we going to see something? And I'm sure Ken Hitchcock had his ears perked up. Yeah. To, and did you notice that because heavies had taken a bit of a, a high hit in the corner. Yeah. The team didn't like that. And so I, he was fine. You asked about it. Yep. Said he was all right, but they put out pattern and Johns, their two biggest defensemen, yes. and both right-handed, which is not a combination you normally see. I think that was intentional. That was definitely intentional. That was
0: uh, A. I think it had a little bit to do with Hamuse hey, recently getting. There's no reason to keep Hamius in that game. No. And B.
1: And he played. A, he played the next shift. In, in because B. Johns yeah. got thrown out. In, in, in B.
0: Um, we've seen. Greg Patterns thrown with Milan Lucic this year. We've seen. Yes. We've seen Johns can stand up. These are the two guys that
1: if. And they're both 6'3, six, 6'4, six, <laughs> 230 plus pounds. They're yeah. not small individuals. Yes. And and then so Jamie McGinn basically goes to start a fight. You could see Johns go, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder if McGinn. Maybe he liked it. Maybe he. <laughs> Maybe he had second thoughts after the fact. But John's completely one-sided. I mean, that was it. Was it was a no contest, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. It was. That was a
0: pretty decided decision. If you're, if, if we're going in fight card style, that was
1: a that was a unanimous decision on that. Here's one. Here's the thing. I'm glad nobody got hurt because yes. if somebody gets hurt in one of those, then you go that wasn't. Then then you start questioning it. Um, I still think that. I look. I've. I've been calling for fewer and fewer fights because I think that they should focus on hockey. I still enjoy watching them. Um, I don't like the stage, guys standing up at at center ice and all the pageantry of that. Um, I'm glad that that's not real common anymore. I really don't mind in the heat of the moment stuff. What really irks me, and we've talked about it before, is the the need to, on a clean check, hard, clean, noticeable hit, Having to then fight somebody because they came charging at now. If it's a dirty play, which is what Florida thought was happening with Roussel and they were wrong, you understand that. If guys, if the if the the blood boils over and guys and teams get angry at each other, and that happens, that still seems a bit organic. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. It's the ones where you're playing within the rules. It doesn't look like anything. Like, like for example, Trocheck caught. Was it Roussel? with a to the hip blue, check the blue right line. The blue line. Yeah. Perfectly legal check. Mm-hmm. I thought Roussel kind of tried to jump it a little bit, too. It was notable because he went sprawling, yeah. and we're, we're almost getting cultured of seeing that sprawl and going, oh, there's, somebody's got to have a response. I was glad there wasn't a fight for that because I didn't think it, it merited one.
0: No, it, It's interesting because this goes back to because we actually, if I don't remember, I don't know if you saw this comment where I asked Stephen Johns about this yes. very subject yep, last you, week. It was it, when you were on the road, it, with, it, uh, was it in Columbus? It was well. the The incident was in Detroit, and I asked. What Columbus? It yes. It was in. Uh, it was in Detroit where uh, he lays. He he knocks over. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the Red Wings player who he hits, but Luke Wachowski basically. Luke Wachowski so comes Bertuzzi? might have been
1: Tyler... Tyler B- 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 yeah, B- it might B- have been I think t- He yeah, basically yeah. just drills yeah, Tyler. yeah.
0: And so... And then basically Luke Wachowski fights him. And it was one of those where I asked John... St-
1: and it was... And boy, wasn't Jeff Blaschel upset about yes. the instigator penalty. Yes. He was not happy with the instigator penalty. Wachowski did chase after him. It yeah. wasn't just on our four check. Yes. But John seemed pretty willing. Yes. But and I asked Johns about it. Like, him... I asked him about it a uh,
0: day and a half... A day later in Columbus. And he said... He said, I like that as part of the game. I want it to be part of the game. I disagree with Stephen John's opinion. But... <laughs> I,
1: here's my question. He may, be, he may be that. I wondered, when I read your, your comment or your reporting on that, I wondered if he, got, he misunderstood your question. He... I, I got the feeling, and maybe I'm, you're the only yeah. one there so you can answer it, but I almost got the, the feeling that he was answering, uh, should fighting not happen anymore? Not that type of fight. No, I, he understood because it was the first thing. Like hits after a, fights after a clean hit seem like it's unnecessary to me. I'm pretty. He understood the question. Like it was, the, Florida gets mad because Dickinson hits Yandel with a high stick. It's a penalty. Mm-hmm. They're calling it, but they're they're mad. I'm okay with being upset for a dirty hit or a high hit. I don't think Dickinson hit, hit was intentionally dirty, but I understand why you might get upset about that. Yeah. Right. I don't. Th- I I thought the stars were upset when Hemie's got hit up high late in the game and you're okay with it but if it's clean there's nothing dirty about the play you shouldn't have to fight no
0: you shouldn't have to I mean if you want if, if you're Steven Johnson you want to fine right,
1: right. but that's, that's not but not because yeah. you shouldn't feel peer pressured into it or anything I know it's but he he disagrees with you he disagrees with me which is fine
0: because he he actually because another part of the quote that wasn't actually the way I can explain this for a little bit more context, he what, he later followed it up. Says, "Well, if someone goes and hits Tyler, I mean Sagan. Yes. I don't think he's talking about Tyler Pitlick. Maybe he's talking about Tyler Pitlick. Sure. But he said, if someone goes and hits Tyler and it's clean, I'm going to go fight him right away. And, that's different. And and that's and and that's what that's what he that, equated right. It to. Right. And
1: maybe maybe that's a better way to do it is to say, look, if if this is, you know, if they're going after one of our leading skill guys." Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a statement, that's an older enforcer mentality of we're protecting Wayne Gretzky, you know, the Marty McSorleys or the Dave Semenkos of the Edmonton Oilers days of you don't touch our best guys or you're going to pay a price. And, you know, that's the enforcer rule. Mm-hmm. Um, I am torn because I completely understand that and I want my skill guys protected, but yeah, maybe you don't want to see your guys get, getting, having runs taken. Now, isn't there a difference between getting, having somebody take a run at you and just a good hit? Yeah, there is. No, there is definitely. I if somebody's going out of their way to hit your one of your top guys, as opposed to just hey, he's in on the forecheck and that's a good clean hard hit. Mm-hmm. But maybe the maybe the line there is so thin that that's hard to distinguish in the middle of an adrenaline charged hockey game.
0: It is. I mean, it's. It, it's tough to assess when you're not the one who's making that split-second yes. decision. <laughs> and I'll tell you, as yeah, yeah.
1: much as we sit here as pundits about yeah. this and discuss, I'm not going to th- even begin to suggest that any skill player is upset that they have some big, strong, tough guy standing up for them, <laughs> right? I mean, yes. Doesn't? wouldn't everybody like those? Yes, for sure. Nobody's going to be disappointed if they have a bodyguard on the ice. If it means a fewer, a few less mm-hmm. of hits to avoid or yeah. guys being a little dirty or what have you.
0: And I think we're going to see, we see we actually have an interesting example of that coming into town later this week, where Toronto may or may not basically have a guy in the lineup for that very reason. Matt Martin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. And if you remember. Similarly to the Florida Panthers, who have had some physical games against the Stars. The Stars' last home win against the Panthers before tonight was a couple years ago when Mm -hmm. Tyler Sagan was clipped and injured his knee by Dmitry Kulikov, who got a suspension out of it. Not Mm -hmm. nearly a long enough one, in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. And then you wonder about... Um, why it is these certain Eastern Conference games, where you barely see them in the regular season, get so heated, and it's, hey, Matt Martin played for the Islanders for years. The Stars and Islanders seem to hate each other. They never play. They play twice a year, yet mm-hmm. it always seems to click. So maybe Martin has... Maybe. We'll see. Maybe Or maybe it's going to be a quiet, offensive skill game.
0: It will be interesting. Either way, Stars extended a five-game point streak... And you need to keep doing things like that because the division they are in is just—it's a meat grinder. It's hellacious, whatever word you want to use. You have to win every night. Chew feels on like... this
1: at the end of your carcast listening tonight. Five teams from the Central are going to make the playoffs, meaning that only three teams from the Pacific, the wild two wild card teams, I believe, will be Central teams. I don't think I'm going out on some risky limb. That's in not, that no, thats not that big of a limb. Here's the thing. What about team number six? What about team number seven? It's conceivable that the Central has six or seven teams with high, higher point totals than the at least third place Pacific team. Maybe even second. It's possible. Maybe. It's possible. But this is there's going to be at least one very good team from the Central that doesn't make the playoffs and is extremely disappointed and probably has more points than one of the Pacific teams. That's my... my My prediction—I might be wrong, but I'll tell you. See, my this goes back to my thought of is instead of the current format, I think that the division winners should. I I would rather than have divisional playoffs. I'd rather have the winners of each division get seeded one and two, and if you want to do the top two, fine. If you want to do, you know, one through four, but I really like the division winners and the next six uh, at large bids essentially. So if after winning the pacific division if the central in this case has better records than everybody else in the pacific they shouldn't the central guys should go and i agree with that that's my that's my take this that was sort of the way it used to be when they had six divisions three in each conference mm-hmm. it would be the three winners of the divisions and then the next five yeah. and those would just be the best teams and they did away with that when they realigned and did the four divisions which are much better for time zone and travel but that, that's the one t- tweak of an otherwise great playoff system is uh, I don't think the emphasis on division games are necessary. And if you look at the stars from a couple years ago, and Sean, we could probably do a whole car cast on this, Dallas and St. Louis had the two best records in the Western Conference at the time. They shouldn't have met in the second round. No, they should have been have. the conference final. Mm-hmm. And so that's what sets that up. And I understand the NHL is trying to have more and more division playoff rival playoff series so that it amps up that... But the Stars and Ducks hate each other, and they have a rivalry. The Stars and Oilers used to do that, although they're not going to make the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. I don't think you need to manufacture those playoff rivalries, because I think if you just have those teams do it, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and I think I, I think the one thing the NHL tried to get with this format is they like having brackets. Brackets
1: are good and easy for... As opposed to being reseeded, out. but that but, 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 but takes that's, it away from a but, great regular but season. But
0: that's something that I could say when it was one through eight. You know what? Just make it a bracket. Yeah. The winner of one, if 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 you get an upset and you get a better
1: draw, good for you. You you upset a team and you. If get, you really, if yeah. you wanted to do that, I'd rather yeah. that than the way they do it now. Yeah. But ultimately, I still think that it is it really that hard to reseed? I mean, the NFL playoffs they do it after the the wild card rounds. It doesn't really seem to bother anybody. No, it doesn't. And you know, they do it in baseball now because of the wild card games, who wins and mm-hmm. and who's going to go to what team, and that doesn't bother me at all either. No,
0: but I know, they, I'm just saying, they push for brackets. If you care that much about brackets, I'm fine going one through eight. And then just, make, and then just lock it in. That's really, fine. And
1: really, is that decision worth it just to, for a bracket? I mean, that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm, let's make it ideal here and not worry about whether or not we can have a bracket. I'm I, not saying you're saying that. I'm, I'm just I'm not,
0: saying. I'm not, I'm not the one pushing there. There needs to be a bracket. I'm right. saying that the NHL believes that they're yeah, having and so a so bracket. I'm, yeah.
1: I'm poo-pooing that thought, yes. not to you, of course. Yes. How about that? That is back at the car cast. After uh, missing one in a a road trip where we're not driving to each other's houses afterwards. You're not coming downtown to ride home with me. No. On a road game. Back on Thursday, the uh, Stars play Toronto. Um, The last car cast before the All-Star break.
0: Yes, actually, uh, and maybe the greatest juxtaposition of
1: visiting team media from one game to the other. Oh, indeed. The least covered, perhaps, versus arguably the most covered. Yes. And by the way... After that, car cast on Thursday, Sean and I will be getting ready for the big All Star Break edition of the Sevi and Plano on Friday. Yes, should be a fun on. It'll be a big skate, skate. big yeah. skate. Come one, come all, everyone. Thank you for listening.